This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I have selected the cigar that I will enjoy today for and I have a special summer libation that contains no alcohol. However, if you choose to add some sort of alcoholic spirit to this special spritzer, that I have devised, well then, by all means, go and do it. Because we are now getting into the beginning of summer. At least in the Cigar City, it feels like summer. Although I am traveling, I have left. Humidor 1A, Command Center Alpha. I'm in a classified, undisclosed location somewhere in enemy territory. That is New England, being a Buffalo Bills fan. I am in the Boston area. And I can tell you they are up in arms over... Deflate gate, but lieutenants, when you cheat, you pay the consequences. And I can tell you one thing, I will not be cheating with my cigar and with my libation, nor two lovely dames in the harem. The reason being is because when there is a lovely, bodacious dame that I would like to conduct a horizontal mambo liaison with, well, then I kick one out and add a new one to the harem. So you never have that issue. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. I'm in the remote theater of operations, as I mentioned, in New England. And wherever I am, that becomes command center alpha. 100% USDA alpha male all the time. If you want to uh, follow us along at Twitter, by all means do so at Cigar Dave Show is our handle, facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Make sure you download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com. All the info is there. We've got it for Android. We've got it for uh, iPhone and iOS as well as Amazon Kindle. All right, lieutenants, want to get to some cigar-related items. I've got uh, cornucopia of items that I will get to. In hour number two, we will be joined by my longtime friend and well-regarded sports talk show host in the Cigar City from 620 WDAE, Steve the Big Dog Dumig. He is a noted gambling uh, expert, noted wagering expert, and he has owned uh, horses before, the thoroughbred horses. So we will be talking with him the entire second hour about wagering, gambling, how to play the ponies, how to bet on sports, and we'll do a, uh, a short preview of the pre-mistakes going on later today at Pimlico Raceway in Baltimore. That is, of course, if there's no riots or any other nonsense going on. But don't get me started about that mayor, that lame-ass, wussified beta mayor in Baltimore who just laid back and let the town be destroyed. We'll save that for another day. All right, let me talk about some things that have been on my mind. The first thing is Cuba. 
I am so sick and tired of hearing all these Americans jumping up and down saying, we're going to go to Cuba, we're going to buy property, we're going to start making money, we're going to make contacts, we're going to make millions in Cuba. And as of right now, it is nothing more than a fairy tale. It is a fantasy. And it is amazing to me how these people are just flying down to Cuba blindly without any regard for the torture, for the mistreatment of political dissidents and political prisoners that are jailed in cruel conditions. I have to get a kick when the useless nations, the UN as I call them, the useless nations, has the chutzpah, the audacity, the unmitigated gall to state that the United States mistreats their people with human injustice, Israel mistreats people, and yet China, Cuba, North Korea go unscathed. And the reason that this is so near and dear to me is because not only are there numerous people in the world of cigars, in the cigar business, and I could give you names from now until the end of the show going on two hours of people that had to flee Cuba because when Castro came to power, when he promised, just like Obama, that he's going to bring fairness to all, that it'll be great for business and it'll be great for the country, blatantly lied upon taking power, and soon thereafter, he nationalized and seized private businesses, including cigar manufacturers. And the list goes on and on and on. The Padron family, the Perdomo family, the, the, the Benji Menendez from H. Upman and, and Monte Cristo. These people didn't leave Cuba. The Taranos, they didn't leave Cuba voluntarily. They left Cuba because Castro came in and said, you either work for us, we take your company, or we put you in jail. They did what you and I would do. They got their ass out of town, out of the country, and they started with nothing. Benji Menendez, one of the great men, not only great men in the world of the cigar industry, but great men, period. He is a true gentleman. He is a man that I have learned so much from who I respect a man who started in his father's cigar factory, Menendez E. Garcia, back in Havana when he was five sweeping floors, worked his way up to run factories and work for General Cigar in Altadas, recently retired. I got to know Benji very well over the last 20 years, and when I was with him in the Dominican Republic numerous times, he told me and sat me down and talked about how he lost everything. They left with the clothes on their back that all they had was the knowledge in their brain. And he said, General, I've had money. I've had no money. Your character, your integrity is not marked by your bank account, what you have, but with your honor. And he's 100% right. And it hits me close to home because my mother and her parents had to leave. Had to leave Egypt in the late 1950s, 56, when when uh, when uh, President Nasser came to power, and it got very bad for certain groups 
in Egypt. They had to leave with nothing on but the clothes on their backs. So when I hear people jumping up and down, going on television, and there was a group that Tampa, the Cigar City, down to Cuba, and why News Channel 8 gave them any publicity is beyond me, but they made a big stinking deal by saying, oh, this group's going to go down. They are going to create contacts. It's going to be the next frontier of tourism and money, and it's going to be great for Tampa and great for Americans. Baloney. Poppycock. It's a load of horse dung. And I've had people say, well, General, why don't you go down? You could have gone down ages ago. And the answer is, you're damn right I could have. But I won't because I'm a, a general with integrity, honor, and principle. And I will not go down to Cuba until they're either free elections or the Castros have been killed or assassinated or put in the ground. That's how strongly I feel about this. And I am sick and tired of Americans going down blindly without any regard for the political ramifications, the human rights ramifications. I have honor and integrity. I don't sell that out. I never will sell that out. I never have sold it out. And there have been numerous times when I've had plenty of opportunities to do so. But your integrity is priceless. And I'm not dumb enough. And you have to remember one thing, lieutenants. I'm a very intelligent five-star. And I don't say that to be braggadocious. I don't say that to be pompous. But just like Howard Cosell said, I'm a very bright man. I am. And I think that not only I'm book smart, but I'm far more common sense smart and street smart than I am book smart. Although I think I am pretty damn book smart. But I got that from my grandfather, Cigar Abe, who was very street smart. I think a seventh grade education, but he was sharper than a tack. Incredibly smart. Learned a lot how to develop relationships and integrity and to be able to do business with people just on a handshake. And I can tell you that it is it absolutely galls me when I see people jumping up and down in an orgasmic state because Cuba has now supposedly opened up. Well, here's a news flash to all those people that are too unintelligent to know what really is going on. Cuba hasn't opened up. The only way Cuba, the Cuban embargo is going to end is by an act of Congress. Obama can't end the embargo with a presidential order with an executive, or with anything coming from his office. Because if any research, they would know that the Helms-Burton law, which was passed, I don't know, 15, 18 years ago, specifically excluded the president from unilaterally embargo. The only way the embargo can be lifted is by a positive vote in the House and the Senate and then signed by the President. Until that happens, nobody's going to invest anything in Cuba from the United States of America unless they do it illegally. And there will people, there will be people that will try to do that. People saying, oh, we're going to go buy land. Oh, we're going to invest. Where the hell are you going to buy the land? 
communist government controls everything. So I will tell you, it has just been on my mind. It has been stuck in my craw. And the more I see these people and the more I see the media jump up and down about this nonsense, giving all these groups publicity, if the media would do 30 seconds, 30 seconds of intelligent research, they would know there isn't going to be any business done with Cuba until the Helms-Burton Embargo Act has been lifted by the Congress and signed by the president. So in the Cigar City, if anybody from News Channel 8, WFLA-TV, or Channel 10 News, or ABC Action News, WFTS, or Fox 13, WTVT, would like to contact me and tell it like it really is, you know where to find me. I'm easy to find. But to all those people that blatantly think they're going to go down to Cuba and they're going to disregard the true atrocities that Raul and Fidel Castro and the communist regime have been putting political dissidents through. If you don't think that through, then all you people are not intelligent and you have zero integrity. And I can tell you I'm not going down to that country. I was going to say something else, but I have to keep it clean because of FCC regulations until the Castros are whacked and done. One thing I agree with Marco Rubio, and I agree with a lot of him, not everything, but I do agree. We should not give Cuba the light of day. We didn't get anything in return for Obama opening up a little detente. And then I see that Raul Castro is with Pope Francis, and they're all bosom buddies. Let me tell you, Pope Francis, you seem to be a man that cares a lot about certain people. You, you care about humanity. Have you forgotten how these people, how the Castros torture political dissidents, religious dissidents, maybe you, Pope Francis, need a, re, a, a little primer and a little refresher course on how evil the Castro brothers are. This general is never going down to Cuba until the Castros are dead. Take it to the bank. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So... The Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts, 
You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Now, a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages. I sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest wrappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper. The 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And the 1999 is a gorgeous, golden, 7-year-old Connecticut wrapper. Three beautiful, mild to medium-bodied cigars. Tons of flavor, yet elegant and well-balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco. You're going to love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, for the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I did get long-winded, however, when I get on a rant, I cannot stop myself, especially when I have so much passion for the subject at hand. And with Cuba, I certainly do, and it just baffles me how people are just jumping, doing cartwheels, thinking that everything is rosy, everything is great, without any regard to those people that have protested the government, that have tried to speak out, that have been imprisoned and jailed. And, and I remind you, we had an American for a number of years that was imprisoned in Cuba uh, and, and released as quid pro quo between the United States, between the Obama administration, and between Castro to try to uh, have a little detente and open up relations a little bit. So I do get certainly perturbed, and more thought must go into the process before just blindly saying, we'll go down to Cuba and open up businesses Another thing coming. They are drinking Kool-Aid, uh, tainted Kool-Aid, if they think they're going to just go in, buy property, and make millions of dollars. And by the way, it's never the first ones in that end up going in. It's usually the second and third round of people that, that let everything shake out and then go in. And there's going to be an initial frenzy. It'll shake out. And then the second and third round of people will come in and clean up and do just fine if there is a democratically elected government. Follow up to last week's story where Harris in New Orleans wants to cut over 400 jobs because of the recently enacted smoking ban, which took effect in New Orleans on April 22nd. And you will recall that Mayor Mitch Landro was up in arms, was incredibly perturbed. His lobbyist spokesman said that uh, they had grave concerns about how it went down. Landro's government liaison, Suchitra Satpathy, blasted Harris for its request and 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 criticized Harris for not alerting the mayor or city lawmakers of its intent before Murray had his amendment introduced to his, uh, one of the state senators that uh, introduced this to be able to cut the number of jobs that Harris currently uh, uh, has in New Orleans and in the state. And so the mayor 
pleads ignorance. He was blindsided. Well, I had intel this week that was provided to me exclusively that the mayor received a report from the Louisiana Gaming Commission showing, detailing, explaining, outlying in very clear terms that a smoking ban would cost Harris $100 million in revenue. The mayor wasn't blindsided. The mayor is lying. And when we see politicians that lie, we have to call them out. So Harris warned the city council. Other businesses pleaded to try to come through with a compromise. Did the city council listen? Did Mitch Landro, the mayor of New Orleans, do anything to intercede, even though he had this report showing it would cost money, showing it would cost jobs? The answer is no. So who do you have to blame, Mayor Landro? Look in the mirror, pal. You're the only one that has to blame. Uh, Some good news, something going on in New York City next Friday, May 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. That is the fifth year in a row that this has gone on is the... Uh, combination William Paley, La Polina Cigars, and the Cigar Rights of America enjoying a legal outdoor smoke in New York City at uh, at the Samuel Paley Park on East 53rd Street between 5th Avenue and Madison in New York. It's a private park, a private park, and William C. Paley of La Polina Cigars organized this uh, big uh, uh, cigar smoking event five years ago. The event is open to anybody 21 years of age and older by showing a receipt from a New York City tobacconist dated any time between May 19th and 22nd. Again, that is next Friday afternoon, 5 to 7 p.m., celebrating the 48th anniversary of a private park, Samuel Pele Park, and freedom for Americans to enjoy a cigar. So to William Paley, La Polina, and Cigar Rights, light up your cigars and screw the city of New York. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the classic cigar, Havana Blend, from Gurkha Cigars. This cigar has been perfected using a proprietary binder and filler with 20 different tweakings of the blend to get it just right. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
with an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I'm going to pull out a cigar that is going to be the perfect pairing to my very special libation that I will enjoy today that I have concocted. But I wanted something that's going to be on the mild-bodied side because my libation that I will tell you about is on the mild-bodied side as well. So I pulled out a cigar that was very well-known for many, many years. It has not been as well-known recently. It has actually been a cigar that sadly has been on the decline. But ago, when I began this show, the Dunhill line of cigars was extremely popular. It was distributed by Lane Limited in Atlanta, May. He needed cigar at the time in the Tabacalera de Garcia factory, the exact same factory that makes Monte Cristo, and Romeo y Julieta, and Ache Uppen, and Don Diego, some great names. And Lane was sold to British American Tobacco, and all these great cigars kind of went by the wayside, and then... British American Tobacco contracted with Torano to create their signed range, but they never properly promoted them. And then about three years ago, they signed a deal with General Cigar to manufacture and distribute their Dunhill line of cigars. And I have pulled out their flagship, which is the Dunhill Aged Dominican. Now, the, the Dunhill 20 years ago was very, very mild. Very, very pleasant cigar, Connecticut shade wrapper, Dominican fillers and binders, and they've kept true to that when they moved the production to the General Cigar Factory in Santiago, Republica Dominicana. The blend consists Connecticut Shade Wrapper, Connecticut, Connecticut, a lovely light tan wrapper. The binders and fillers, special selection of Dominican Piloto Cubano and Dominican Olor. It is a very mild, creamy cigar. Very, very pleasant. Nothing that's overly powerful. It's not going to explode on the palate. And the cigar that I have pulled out is what they call, similar to a Toro, it's a little bit smaller than a standard Toro. It is the Condados. And it comes in nine different sizes, from a short Robusto all the way to a Churchill and a double Corona. But I've got the Condados, which is six inches in length with a 48 ring gauge. Very nice-looking cigar. The suggested retail on this particular cigar is in the $11, $11.5 category. Unfortunately, the Dunhills have just not been properly promoted and presented, and they're very good cigars, but for whatever reason, they just have not been as popular as in years past. But I will enjoy one today because it is the perfect accoutrement to the special libation that I will tell you about during our celebratory ceremony here. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. My self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. I'm using the old Flint-style litation device. Flint, the oldest method of producing fire known to mankind. That's what I would use. Nothing fancy. But it is uh, from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, something that we try that uses a flint-based litation device with a couple of flames at the same time. 
Uh, pretty rudimentary, very small, very compact lighter, but you can take it on an airplane because it doesn't have that forced SST jet-style butane. It uses butane, but it's not that forced gas, so that's what I would use today, the old flint-based method of lighting a cigar. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, I am sharpening myself, sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine by creating that that action back and forth. I will now cut it in uh, one swell swoop. And I have just cut a perfect end off this Dunhill Age Condados. And I will gently... Toast the foot of the cigar. You're not going to hear any of that jet flame because it uses butane. A correction, it uses butane with the old flint-based lighting system, the old flint wheel. I'm using that. I'm gently toasting the foot of this cigar, taking my time. Wonderful aromas off this Connecticut Shade wrapper. And if you look at this Connecticut Shade wrapper, it's a nice deep yellowish, almost golden color. And one thing about General Cigar, they do age their Connecticut Shade wrappers beautifully. And if you or to extend this leaf on your, uh, just extend it, outstretch it. It looks like a thin piece of silky smooth material. Very, very delicate, but beautiful wrapper. About 50 bucks a pound, too. I will gently puff and rotate. <coughs> Pardon me. Caught that smoke the wrong area. Let me continue puffing and rotating. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Very sweetness on the palate. That is beautiful. Again, Dunhill Age Dominican doesn't get as much play as it should, but a very, very pleasant cigar, similar to the Monte Cristo, to the Romeo y Giulietta Reserva Real. Those cigars maybe have a little bit more flavor, but this is a nice beginner cigar, somebody that wants a very mellow, flavorful, creamy cigar. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, let me go bring my libation over here, and I'm going to pour it in here. Hang on a second. As I do that, I'm going to fill it with some ice. Oh, and wait till you hear this coming off. This is just beautiful. This is Cigar Dave's five-star summer spritzer. Oh, don't know if you can hear that hitting the ice, but let me tell you how we make this magnificent-looking Libation. We have just tweeted out a picture, put it on CigarDave.com along with the recipe. Serve it in a very tall glass. And what you do is you take a blend of cucumbers. You take cucumbers and cut them in small little wedges. Basically, uh, take a slice of a cucumber and then cut it maybe in five, six different little wedges like you're cutting a pie. Put a whole bunch of them in the bottom of the bottom of a shaker. Then take a whole bunch of mint sprigs. ton of them. Be liberal with it. Don't worry about it. What I want you to do is gently muddle those. Very gently with the muddler. Don't smash them. You don't want the cucumbers to be smashed. You want to put the mint in first and then add the cukes. Just gently touch those cukes. Get a little bit of that cucumber juice going. Add soda water, lemon, and lime. Take the lemon. Squeeze it a little bit. Take the lime, squeeze it, throw them in there. Then put it with ice, gently shake it 
shake it up gently, or you can just stir it up. I prefer to stir it up because I want that carbonation to stay in. Let it sit for a few minutes, and then serve it over a nice uh, in a nice tall glass, and you will see it is cool. It's refreshing. Now, you can put sugar in there. I prefer using Splenda, or you can use Sweet and Low, or Stevia, what, Stevia, whatever you want to use to sweeten it up a little bit. But there's so much natural flavor that you really don't. Put this in a large pitcher. Keep it by the pool. I will guarantee you will drink this like it is. I mean, you'll, you'll by the time the day is done on a hot day, you'll go through 10 pitchers of these. It is so refreshing. The great thing is, if you don't use sugar, there's no calories in this. Just absolutely delicious. It is Cigar Dave's Five Star Summer Spritzer. So let me take a sip here, and I will say... Cheers to all of you. Mm. Oh, wow. That just screams cool, refreshing summerness on the palate. One more time. Mm. Wow. That is fantastic. Take a puff of my stick here. Outstanding. All right. Very quickly here. Something as we approach Memorial Day weekend next week. And by the way, please, we do not celebrate Memorial Day. I have already started to see ads talking about celebrate Memorial Day, Memorial Day savings, Memorial Day celebratory occasion. It is not a celebration. We commemorate Memorial Day. The true meaning of Memorial Day is we should pause, salute, and remember and thank every single veteran, member of the military, that is no longer with us. Whether they passed away in action, they were killed in action, or they have passed away after serving their tour, coming back home stateside, we all remember and thank them for their service. Because you wouldn't be at the beach, you wouldn't be playing golf, you wouldn't be throwing uh, wieners on the grill or ribs on the grill or lighting your cigar if it weren't for their sacrifices. And it pained me this week when I saw the complete lack of respect for Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman, who passed away at the age of 84. He was being driven in a hearse in his coffin from Lacanto, Florida. A correction. They were driving from Clearwater to the Veterans Funeral in Lacanto, Florida, which is just north of the Tampa Bay area, about 90 miles north, when the funeral director and the other driver decided to stop at a Dunkin' Donuts in Newport Ritchie. They went to take a coffee break. Now, the disrespect shown to Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman is outrageous. His body was unattended in the hearse in a flag-draped coffin, And a bystander, gentleman by the name of Rob Carpenter, could not believe that a coffin would be left alone while the men responsible for attending to it, driving Lieutenant Colonel Coleman's body, took a coffee break at Dunkin' Donuts. Those two men couldn't wait to get their their little munchkins, their coffee, until they actually took Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman to his final resting place in Lacanto, Florida. 
Now, I understand if somebody does need to take a restroom break, but one person remains with that vehicle and in that vehicle so that Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman is never left alone. And when Mr. Carpenter confronted the driver, Mr. Carpenter said that the driver didn't appear to be remorseful, so he took photos as evidence and posted them to the veteran, Veterans Warriors Facebook group. And, of course, the pictures went viral. You saw it on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Every single network ran this, and just absolutely outrageous. And the Veterans Funeral Care President, Jim Rudolph, called the employees' actions a terrible lack of judgment, showing a total lack of respect. He had no choice, he said, but to fire both of those individuals, and his decision is final. Good for him. When a car leaves the funeral home, he said, with a flag on it, it's on a stage, and we're in ceremony mode. He added, that is absolutely terrible what took place. And we have posted a picture of Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman uh, at CigarDave.com. We're tweeting it out on social media so that everyone knows. He's good-looking, certainly looks the part in his uh, military uniform with the cap in the Army. So, Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman, may you rest in peace, and we thank you, sir, for your service. And uh, the disrespect shown to Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Coleman, unacceptable. And as we approach Memorial Day, lieutenants, please, if somebody says, I'm going to celebrate Memorial Day weekend, we're throwing a party to celebrate Memorial Day, please stop them, interrupt them, and tell them we do not celebrate Memorial Day, we observe Memorial Day. Those of us that are alpha males, that are proud Americans, basically everyone that is listening to me right now, I know all of you, without any question, are great Americans, patriotic Americans. I don't have to tell this to you, but I ask you to share it with the illiterate and the uninformed men and women of this country that have no clue of the sacrifice that the men and women who wore the uniform have made for this country. And I know that you will do your patriotic part to correct them. Very important. All right, uh, speaking of the military, when we get back, I'm going to tell you two stories, two items. A CNN anchor blames veterans for the riots in Baltimore. Outrageous. And you will not believe the wussification. Well, yes, you would. You would believe the betafication of American males on college campuses when a group called Campus Reform took to Georgetown University to do an experiment, conduct an experiment to show how far students would go in the name of political correctness. And also, I've got some congratulatory news that I want to share with uh, one of our fine members of our Alpha Army, Lieutenant Gary, and his firm that he works for in Buffalo, New York. They won a big award. We'll share that with you. Our number two, Steve, the big dog, Dumig, noted gaming expert and handicapping expert will join us as we talk wagering 101 and do a Preakness Stakes preview in our number two of the Cigar Dave Show. We'll continue right around the corner. Listen to Cigar Dave anytime and anywhere with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, 
Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars, from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Inejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. A very big long ash congratulations to Lieutenant Gary Wazorek and the entire crew at James Desiderio Wholesale Produce in the Western New York Theater of Operations in Buffalo. Of course, James Desiderio Wholesale Produce, the official wholesale produce purveyor to the general and cigar family. They won. This uh, actually it was a Wednesday evening at the 9th Annual Buffalo Niagara Business Ethics Award. They received the award in the midsize business category, which uh, a 2015 Crystal Award recipient, and I can tell you, knowing Lieutenant Gary and the Desiderios and all the great folks at James Desiderio Wholesale Produce, no surprise that they won very well-deserved, and it raises community awareness of ethical behavior uh, in business, pays tribute to companies that consistently demonstrate ethical conduct in everything they do, and James Desiderio Wholesale Produce does that without question. I've had the opportunity to tour their incredible facility, and it really is something to see. And uh, one of the partners in the big awards, the Business Ethics Award in Western New York, is, of course, our flagship station, not flagship, but our our uh, affiliate in the Western New York Theater of Operations, longtime affiliate, I think going on 18, 19 years, uh, News Radio 930 WBEN, Greg Reed and Tim Wenger, their whole crew involved with that. So congratulations, Lieutenant uh, Gary Wazorek and the Desiderio family, James Desiderio Wholesale Produce, winning the Crystal Award uh, in the Business Ethics Award 
in the Buffalo Niagara Falls area. Congratulations to them. All right, talking about veterans here, lieutenants, got to tell you this. The Baltimore riots had nothing to do with veterans. However, leave it to the lamestream media. CNN anchor Brooke Dingling Baldwin was uh, talking with Democrat Congressman Elijah Cummins, who never misses an opportunity to get his mug in front of the category uh, camera. Suck up interview. And take a listen to this, who she has the gall to blame for some of the riots going on in Balmer. Having officers, I was talking to a city councilman here last week who was saying, Brooke, these people have to live in the communities. There's no invo- emotional or there's a lack of emotional investment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these young people, I mean, I've been talking about this so much, a lot of these young people, and I love our nation's veterans, but some of them are coming back from war. Mm-hmm. They don't know the communities, and they're ready to do battle. What a moronic statement. Does she have facts knowing how many veterans are on the Baltimore City Police Force? I don't know it. Does she know it? This is something she pulled out of thin air that is ludicrous. To blame PTSD or military veterans for what went on in the riots that went on in Baltimore, the only people to blame are the rioters themselves and the mayor that didn't have the intestinal fortitude and the strength and the alphaness to say, we're going to cut this nonsense off. You throw rocks, you loot property, we're arresting you, period. And made her police act like a bunch of wussified betas. Absolutely atrocious. Now, Campus Reform, which is a group which uh, goes on to various colleges, campus, uh, to college campuses and exposes things that are ridiculous, took to Georgetown University to ask college students to support a fictional campaign that takes gender equality in a whole new direction. The experiment was conducted to show how far students would go in the name of political correctness. And actually, the person, the reporter, the the female who was uh, on camera here, the reporter, asked the students to take a mock pledge to end urinal privilege because women can't use urinals. Wait till you listen to this. So here is uh, cut number one that I want to play. Listen to these beta students roll right over for this woman. This means not using urinals. Are you okay with that? Um, I was going to go use the urinal, actually. You're going to go exercise your privilege as a man to do that, and that's kind of unfair to me as a woman who doesn't have that same accommodation. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I'll sign the pledge. Yeah, I'll sign the... Guy rolls over! How about saying, this is ludicrous, I'm not doing anything. This is the wussification of the American male. Now listen to a cop become was turned beta. Listen to this. In the name of gender equality, we need to eliminate urinals. They're unfair, and men shouldn't have that type of privilege. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. How absurd. How incredible. Instead of saying, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Ladies have their ladies' rooms. We have our men's rooms with urinals. But that shows you how easily these wussified betas are swayed. I'm doing everything I can, lieutenants, to make sure alphas have nads of steel and act like real men with just loads of testosterone flowing through their body. Lieutenants, next hour, we'll be joined... One entire hour for our Diversions Hour. We'll be talking Wagering 101 with good friend Steve Dumig, the big dog. We'll talk about sports betting, how to make your wagers on horse races. We'll talk about the Preakness Stakes going on later today. Everything you need to know to roll them, baby, and uh, gamble, try to make some money. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This is CCRN. 
the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. The middle leg of the Triple Crown will get underway later this afternoon from one of the great race courses in the United States. The Preakness going underway in Baltimore, Maryland, or as they say, Balmer, Maryland, where I used to reside, a large party. 90% of the people there have no idea what horse is running doesn't matter. It's a good time. And since we're right in the middle of it, lieutenants, I figured we would take the time to explore wagering in America. How to bet not only on the ponies, but how to bet on football. And how to bet on baseball and basketball, hockey playoffs going on right now. I always say, roll the dice, baby. No guts, no glory. And it's part of the alpha male lifestyle. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, Lieutenants, and we've got an action-packed hour for you. Many of you, I'm sure, have placed a wager now and then. You probably bet on a football game. Maybe you've played the ponies now and then, but you're not as proficient as maybe you should be. So we're here to guide you, to educate you, just like we do with all things alpha male, good life-related, cigars, spirits, various diversions, the dames. Today, it's all wagering in America 101. And joining me, a longtime friend for over 20 years and one of the noted authorities, not only in the Cigar City, but throughout the United States on wagering and uh, horse racing, a man who has owned horse, uh, thoroughbred horses himself, Steve Dumig, also known as the Big Dog, the host of the number one afternoon drive sports show in the Cigar City of Tampa on our sister station, 620 WDAE. Big Dog, great to have you front and center from Command Center Alpha. What an introduction, Mr. Dave. That's uh, fantastic of you. I'm glad to be here. Well, Big Dog. Big Dog, would you think I'd give you anything less than a stellar introduction? I mean, come on, we're a five-star here. We... I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> By the way, I did cash the check that you sent me, so yeah. I, I hope it went right to script. Hopefully well, you Steve, cashed the ticket on the derby that I sent you, too. <laughs> I did, unfortunately, Steve, I did not. Uh, and, you know, but before we get going on, on uh, you know, talking about uh, the, the, or the, uh, mm-hmm. the Triple Crown and wagering, we had a longtime common friend, um, Chris. Chris Thomas, who was near and dear. I knew Chris in Baltimore. I was at his going away party, and I've got some great stories that I could share with you when he went on the air after a couple of libations. But Chris moved down to Tampa in 1995. I moved down to Tampa, and then we all kind of became uh, friends. You became very good friends and partners in a in a horse uh, with him. But he was a uh, really a connoisseur of racing, and he would be at Pimlico Racecourse all the time, uh, as well as a gentleman by the name of Charlie Ekman, who is one of his mentors and my mentors. And, Steve, it seems to me today that the days when 
guys would take an afternoon off from work or the office to go hit the track for a couple hours, they seem to be dwindling. It just does not have the same cachet and popularity that it once did. There's no question about that, Dave. But, you know, I think what has to happen for horse racing is you need we need some name players and it's, it's you know owning horses it's it's always the pletchers and the bafferts and things like that i just happened to read an article this morning about uh, will fork from the new england patriots uh has been hanging around the backside of barnes for the last seven years and he is in love with horse racing so if a guy like will fork gets involved in buying horses and apparently he is going to buy some horses as two-year-olds this weekend in a, in a sale. Uh, if those kind of guys get involved, we're, we see where uh, Tom Brady's involved. We see where uh, Bill Belichick is involved. We know that uh, Bill Parcells is huge into the horse racing at Saratoga and owns pieces of horses. That's what's going to get the average person uh, back. Everybody's going to bet the Derby. Everybody's going to try to bet the Triple Crown. It's that afternoon uh, at Tampa Bay Downs or anywhere across the country that you're trying to uh, get the get the, the average m- male to uh, come out and watch the horses. I think once you go, uh, it's a big difference. Watching it on TV is nothing like being in person, like all sports. But if you go to the, the track and you sit and watch the paddock and you watch what the horses are doing, there's ways to handicap as they start to come in, go out of the paddock. There's all kinds of clues to and it's learning those clues and Chris Thomas was the first guy that, or the only guy that I listened to and we used to sit in Vegas and do the horses instead of going anywhere else we would just he would teach me everything there is to know and then you read but if we get the average guy to just go out and or or girl you know there's no uh, there's no gender problems here because they the, the little old lady from Pasadena bets the Derby. So there's, we just need to get them out a little bit. And there's many hot dames that attend some of the Heck bigger yeah. horse races, Heck especially yeah. the Breeders' Cup, big dog. Oh, yeah, the Breeders' Cup is millionaire alley, uh, billionaire alley pretty much. And, that, and that's the one thing that, uh, you know, the horse owning a horse is – they say the fastest way to become a millionaire is to buy horses when you have two million. And that's, the, you know, so you go down fast. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about uh, the owner of American uh, Pharaoh because they won Chapter 11. We'll talk about mm. that a little bit later. You know, Big Dog, you mentioned that uh, uh, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick may be involved in purchasing uh, getting into horse racing, and if Brady does get involved, you can be sure the horse will be deflated so that he can run just a little bit faster to the finish line. And by the way, I should mention, while you are in the comfortable confines of Humidor 1A and Command Center Alpha, I am actually in Boston, in enemy territory, being a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm in enemy, enemy territory, and they are going nuts here over the Brady report. However, Ugh. what's really interesting listening to sports radio up here, most fans and and most of the talk show hosts think that Brady was wrong, that he made an error and should have just fessed up, and he probably would have gotten one game, and that would have been it. And now he's hiring lawyers and all sorts of nonsense. And you know what it is, uh, a big dog? You know the rules. You know, you, you can't say, well, everybody does it. You know how many pounds per square inch. You know how the game is played. Nobody's supposed to spy on each other. So when you, you use this dumb excuse, it really lowers the intelligence level of the fan and everyone else. So, I totally but the, agree. But, 
but they're not they're not jumping on the bandwagon with Brady here uh, as as I thought they would be. But in any event, talking about horse racing, I remember mm-hmm. Chris Thomas, our, our good friend, who was a sports anchor uh, not only on the NBC affiliate in in Tampa, but also was the mid morning host on uh, six twenty WDAE, the Sports Animal. And I will never forget. He would always come in every morning. He would have his show notes, and underneath he would have the daily racing for him. Absolutely. You know, but when and he was di- on his deathbed, Dave, and this is the God's honest truth, he texts me and he goes, he says, bring me a racing form. And so right. one of the last things I ever did was take a racing form to Chris. You know, it's incredible because today you can get the daily racing form online, online. on your iPad. Yeah. on your. But it's not the same when you crinkle it up and you write the notes <laughs> on there. It's, it's just very different. And I'll tell you a quick story here is when I was in high school, in Buffalo, my uh, history teacher, who was also the head of the upper school, uh, his name was Earl Friedman. We'd call the Duke of Earl. He loved drinking Coca-Cola all day in his classroom, and he was a big racing fan. And I became very good friends with him, and he started to teach me how to read the racing form. And we used mm-hmm. to go to Buffalo Raceway, which is the trotters, uh, not the thoroughbreds, but the uh, the trotter horses. Uh, what do you call that with the chariots? Uh, that's what they are, trotters. The trotters. Yeah, yeah the yeah, trotters. Yeah. And so we would go to Buffalo Raceway, and up in New York State, they have off-track betting. So they have mm-hmm. these these retail establishments that you can walk into and place your bets. You can watch it, whatever. And I'll never forget, he taught me how to, you know, bet, and I started to get pretty good at it. So I would take like 100 bucks and lay money down, and I started winning. And I will never forget, on the way to school, I wanted to place my bets. It was about a mile and a half from from where I grew up. And I had to double park for just a few seconds to get my, my tickets in for that day and, and take the winnings from the next day. So I come home late that afternoon, and my mother said, you know, I think I saw your car double parked outside of OTB. Was that your car? I said, as a matter of fact, it was. She said, well, did you win? I said, as a matter of fact, I did. She said, okay, good. And that was the end of it. <laughs> the only time I ever so, cut school was one day, and my mom caught me. That was uh, – I, I never cut school. I went to go caddy in a pro tournament uh, at, the, at, the, at the country club up the road, and I was late coming home, and she goes, where were you? And I said, well – I, I, the bus was late, and it's like, no, <laughs> you went out do something else, and that's it. She caught me; the school did not. But you were stimulating the economy. You were I earning was. a living. I and, was, and, and and not only did my history teacher teach me American history, he also taught me math, how to add and subtract, mm-hmm. and 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 analyze horses and use analytical skills, which really can be a benefit in anything, whether you are selecting stocks or you are analyzing business deals. The same logic goes into everything. And when we come back, Steve, I want to talk about wagering not only on the horse races but on all sports Mm -hmm. because today we live in a puritanistic society here in the United States where, God forbid, you say, I'm going to bet on a football game and, oh, how dare you. However, the Vegas casinos certainly don't have a problem taking any of that action. So when we come back, we will discuss that special guest, Steve, the big dog, Dumig, noted wagering expert, as well as uh, horse racing handicapper and former thoroughbred horse owner, host of the afternoon show on 620 WDAE in the Cigar City. Always has great uh, monologues and great commentary. When we come back, lieutenants, we'll continue uh, talking wagering 101 right here on the Cigar Dave Show. 
Get three premium cigars each month shipped directly to you. These cigars are selected by the general himself and come in a reusable, customized zippered pouch. Sign up for the Cigar Dave Officers Club at CigarDave.com. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now, you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now, there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device you can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Wagering 101, Lieutenants, we tell you how to bet, whether it's sports, whether it's the ponies, 
We will give you instruction. And joining me, longtime friend, expert in gambling, wagering, and doing it the right way, Steve Dumig, known as the Big Dog Afternoon host on 620 WDAE, the sports animal in the cigar city of Tampa. Big Dog, I have to tell you, the hypocrisy yes. that the state and federal governments display when they when people say, look, we want to be able to legally wager, do it online, and they say, oh, we cannot have that. No, it'll create all sorts of crime. The biggest promoters of gambling in this country are the states with the lotteries themselves, yet when somebody wants to bet on a football game, all of a sudden, let's round them all up and let's put them in the hoose cow. Oh, there's no question that there is a, a negative light uh, draw. And, and a lot of this is, is brought about by some of the, the, the activist groups out there. But Vegas itself doesn't want any part of anything but Vegas. Uh, you saw how they fought against New Jersey. The leagues fight against New Jersey. The states do have the lotteries. but And I, I think uh, New Jersey is a perfect example. They tried to get wagering, and the judges disallowed it because the leagues got behind it and said it would be, ruin their game, which if it wasn't for illegal gambling and legal gambling, these leagues wouldn't exist or get the watchers, the eyeballs that they get. There's a reason for it. It's fantasy football and it's gambling. The the NFL would not be where they are are at without that. Big big dog, uh, I mentioned Charlie Ekman, who's the only man in history to both referee and coach in an NBA championship series. From Baltimore, very well-known guy. And he was one of my mentors, along with Chris Thomas, our, our mutual mm-hmm. friend. And he told me something a long time ago. And he said, he said, kid, let me tell you something. Why the hell do you think they keep publishing the lines in all the papers? The NFL yep. all rails against it. But if they ever took the lines out, they'd be the first to quietly say, you got to put them back in. And let's face it. Back in the day when, I don't know, like the Raiders are playing, uh, were playing the Arizona Cardinals when they were terrible teams, there was interest. Why? Because people had money on those games. Remember, the, remember back in the days, 60s, 70s, where your dad brought home a parlay card? You know, yes, I do remember Yeah, that. so you, for five bucks, you could, right. uh, you, could, you could pick three teams and you would win three times your money, which is a big ripoff <laughs> for three. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's, it's, it's, that's where I got introduced was the little parlay cards. But, yeah, it's, and why do you think they, they make them? published in the NFL, the injury report. That's, That's another right. big hypocrisy. And they find the teams if they if they play around with the injury report. So uh, what is that good for? It's good for fantasy and gambling. That's what it's good for. Big Dog, you look at how technology has changed everything. Netflix has changed everything. iPads, being able to do things online that you couldn't do before. Buy your airline tickets online instead of going to a travel agent. There is no doubt with the online technology, being able to wager and bet on any professional or college game, if the government would regulate it Mm -hmm. and tax it, which is what a lot of these companies want, you would now all of a sudden take it out of the back rooms and make it a legitimate business like it is in Great Britain. Oh, on every street corner. I go to Ireland, as you know, every year to play golf, and uh, you, you can't go. It's like uh, there's pubs on every corner and there's betting parlors on every corner. And you're going to have your scandals once in a while, but you can walk into a shop. You can place a bet on the horses. You can place a bet on the soccer Baseball in America, you can do the American horses. You can bet on anything over there, including who can win the presidential race, which you can't even do here. 
So, Correct. I mean, there's all kinds of wagering in Europe, and they don't seem to have a problem, and they get, and they get revenue from it. And uh, the Vegas uh, sports books have no problem accepting wagers, but yet when they when there's a little competition, all of a sudden they jump up and down saying, oh, we can't have that. Now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I'm looking right now at the Las Vegas odds for pro hockey. The Tampa Bay Lightning, our, uh, our, our hometown team, is going to go against the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference semifinals beginning on Saturday. Now how do you bet? I'm looking at this thing, mm-hmm. and it says uh, the open is 5.5U-70, then there's under that Tampa Bay plus one fifteen, New York Rangers minus one thirty five. What does that mean? All right. Well, that's the that's for one game is the plus one fifteen. So if you want to play the, the the lightning, you would have to you would lay a hundred to win hundred and fifteen. If you wanted to okay. bet the Rangers, you would have to lay one thirty five to win a hundred. Uh, the U five and a half. Is that what it really is? Five and a half? Five, it says five and a half U dash Oh, my 70. God. You got the two best. Now, what's wrong with that line? Right away, we can see something wrong. Henry Lundquist has had two one games forever. Ben Bishop's coming off his best games of the playoffs. So you have a guy with a 943 save percentage, and you have a guy with a 933 save percentage, and they're five and a half. Normally, it's five or five, you know, but five and a half so, seems so- high to me. So take so the that's under? an over and under type of bet. I mean, uh, I think I think Lundquist is not sustainable as far as his save percentage being in the 940. So the, I think the Vegas line is telling you that. All right. When we come back, uh, we will get into some of the other sports on how to how to bet those. We'll also look at some of these new new daily fantasy games, FanDuel, DraftKings, which. Because you need some sort of skill, it is not a game of chance. We'll get into that. And then how to bet horse racing. How to bet the Preakness Stakes from Pimlico later today as we continue with the big dog, Steve Dumig, wagering 101 today. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky? You both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, And in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I want to go back in history. October 28, 1995, the same year that the Cigar Dave show starts. It is the 12th Breeders' Cup Classic at Belmont Park. 
37,246 fans are in attendance to see if one of the great racehorses of all time, Cigar, can go undefeated in a 10-race season. Written by Jerry Bailey, here's the call of the 1995 Breeders' Cup Classic. In the gate for the 12th Breeders' Cup Classic. And they're off. French deputy Star Standard strikes out for the lead immediately, and he is aggressively ridden here. Star Standard to the lead, and Cigar is keyed up today. Very competitive, and he's right up there close toward the inside, La Carriere. They make the bend toward the backstretch. Star Standard leads. La Carriere pressing on the inside. Jerry Bailey with a hard hold of the pent-up power of Cigar, restrained in third. Peaks and Valleys in the clear on the outside, fourth. Unaccounted for is fifth. French deputy from off the pace today. England's hauling is now seventh on the outside. Tinner's Way is next. Then it's Solo the Matter, who's down on the fence, about nine lengths from the lead. Jed Forrest and Concern is just where he was last year at this time. Last, about a dozen lengths from the front. The opening quarter went in 24 and one-fifth seconds. Star Standard on the outside. Le Carrier pressing for the lead with six furlongs to go. And Cigar wants to go to the lead, but Jerry Bailey says no, not yet. Unaccounted for, fourth toward the rail with five furlongs to run. The opening half mile went in 48 and one-fifth seconds. Solo the matter now. Asked to pick it up, and he threads his way through in between horses. Then far the back, it's French deputy who's only three and a half lengths from the lead. Then Peaks and Valleys, followed by Hauling. A break of three to Jed Forrest, followed by Tinner's Way. Concern is still last. Three furlongs to go. Cigar! Cigar makes his move, and he sweeps to the lead with a dramatic rush with three furlongs to go, and Jerry Bailey turns him loose, and he guides him down to the rail as the field turns for home. Unaccounted for down inside a quarter of a mile between Cigar and a perfect season coming down to the last furlong with a two-and-a-half length lead, and Jerry Bailey calls on Cigar for everything he has. Le Carrier's awakening second on the inside unaccounted for. On the outside solo the matter. And here he is. The unconquerable invincible unbeatable Cigar. I had chills listening to that replay of the 1995 Breeders' Cup Classic from Belmont Park. Cigar won 10 races in a row in 1995. He won 16 consecutive races and a total of $9,999,813 in earnings. He was owned by Alan Paulson, one of the owners of Gulfstream uh, Aircraft, an incredible horse. Steve Dumig, the big dog, uh, noted uh, gambling and wagering expert and handicapping expert, rejoins me. Steve, without any question, you have to look at Cigar and Secretariat and say, those could be the two best cigars of the last 35, 40 years. <laughs> no question about that. And uh, Cigar, after the racing was over, he became a huge stud. I mean, anybody that uh, you, if you follow the bloodlines, and that's the key to handicapping as, as far as distance is concerned, speed, turf, uh, those type of things. Cigar was a huge uh, stud for producing more racehorses. If I'm not mistaken, his uh, the the his mother was Solar Slew, his father Seattle Slew. Mm-hmm. Not so bad. You can see the bloodlines right there. Exactly. Uh, and you know what? He did not race in the Triple Crown, but yet he was one of the greatest horses of all time, and and uh, made a ton of money. Was there a reason? Uh, go- 
going to stud. Uh, I cannot remember why. I, he didn't race as a two-year-old, um, which, but he started when he was three. He won twice in nine starts at age three but failed to win in a stakes competition. But all of a sudden, when he hit four, mm-hmm. boom, that was it. So uh, go figure, but certainly exciting to listen to. Now, Big Dog, let's talk before we get into – wagering on on horse racing i want to go back to wagering on sports let's face it the nfl college football number one in terms of wagering uh, whether it's legal or illegal and on your show in the fall you talk about what to take and you i've I've listened a lot to you steve because Mm -hmm. you do give us some advice that i would never think of in a million years because there are a lot of trap games but what's the best way when you are going to wager on a football game what do you look for well first you look at where the line sits at key numbers, uh, the key numbers that uh, if you just take the three and the seven, that accounts for like 22% of all NFL game finals is is between the three and the seven. So you look at lines that are on the key number, then you look at the juice, or you look at numbers that are just off the key number, like two and a half or three and a half. Uh, So you have to play, you have to look at the key numbers and it's just, psychological the public will always bet what they just saw last okay and that's one thing you can remember if you're gonna you have to look at it like a robot you you analyze the numbers you look at it and you cannot put any feelings into it like home betting your home team or any of that stuff you have to be a robot to bet football successfully and the big if you ever hear people say that they hit 70 percent they're full of spit i'm telling you right now you need 50 54% to turn a profit. That's all. 54% is what you need to turn a profit, successful profit in football wagering or sports wagering in general. But you have to look for the key numbers. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because when you see a lot of these guys that go out and and wager, uh, it's like stocks. You don't have to be 100% right. But if you're, like you say, 55% right, you get that 4% or 5% edge Mm -hmm. and bet. You know, you don't bet your bankroll on one uh, on one game. You do it systematically, then you do have a chance. And you know, there's a lot of those. Well, you're laying eleven reali- to ten. You're laying most times. You're laying eleven to win ten. So you're paying ten percent juice on every bet that you make, and then you look at the juice. And if it's more, the biggest thing in football handicapping is try to to figure out which way the line is going to move. And the faster you can get out ahead of the line movement, the more successful you will be. Steve, the next life I'm coming back is a casino because they always <laughs> yeah. have the house edge. I've never seen I never seen a bookie without a Cadillac in the in the in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's exa- and the gold nugget watch can't right. forget that as well. You hit that now. One of the things, one of the areas that's really experiencing some growth. Sixty Minutes did an interesting story on it: a daily fantasy games, mm-hmm. FanDuel, DraftKings, where you don't have to play a whole season of fantasy sports. You can play one game. How does that work? Well. What you're trying to do, and they basically there's all kinds of games. If you go on FanDuel.com, and that's D-U-E-L, Duel.com, uh, you could get, you know, look, just look under, well, they won't find anything in football right now, but if you look in baseball or football when the season is, you basically pick a team each and every week. You don't have to be stuck with your normal fantasy game. Uh, if you're playing fantasy f- football with your friends uh, or and, and – uh, you know, you don't have to – if you get – like I did last year, I lost Adrian Peterson and all this other stuff. You're not stuck with that team. You can do a different team every week, and you pick a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense, 
And they all have assigned values of money, and you get a $60,000 budget to spend. So do you want to spend it on a quarterback and uh, like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning that is going to cost you like $12,000, so you're going to use a lot of your money on your quarterback? Do you want to do it? And you look at the matchups, and you look at, all right, does this team, where's this team at stopping the run? So you don't want to spend a lot of money in running backs. How how do they do stopping the pass? Uh, then if they're if they're lousy, then that means a couple of things. But you want to invest in wide receivers or quarterbacks. It's it's a it's very scientific, and especially in baseball, man, the sabermetricians just go nuts on that as far as figuring out who this is. This is basically how the Tampa Bay Rays set their lineup every day. Is Right. What they do uh, and crunch the numbers and what their success rate is against this pitcher, uh, how they shift their defenses is an uh, you know so it's a daily fantasy game for baseball. You got 161 dates and playoffs, so it's it's something for some for the big for the people to do, and you can bet as little as a dollar in a, in a matchup. You know, and, and and the 60 Minutes report said that as of now it's legal because. It requires skill. You have to pick the players. It requires an element of skill. It's not necessarily just strictly a game of chance. But knowing the government, (laughs) trying to get their hands on everything, they will eventually find a way. But what's interesting, Big Dog, there's a lot of institutional money and venture capital money. Some big Wall Street firms are investing in FanDuel and DraftKings and many of these other fantasy Look at what it is, Dave. In reality, what what is FanDuel? It's a server. There's right. no, there's nothing involved with with what the owners of FanDuel have to do. They just have a server, and you get on there and you play against other people, and they're doing nothing but collecting the money and taking a cut. And they pay out the money, but they take, I believe, twenty percent or whatever the number is. They just sit there and have a server, and that's basically what that is. Amazing, well, Steve, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? Why did we not think? I know, <laughs> especially somebody with your analytical brain. You should have had this pegged a long time ago, Dave. Well, I've got something that you and I are going to work on, and I think in the fall that I've already been thinking about. So we'll okay. we'll keep that under wraps, but <laughs> because you know what, it's amazing the number of people that are looking to wager online and do these fantasy games and these yep. these one day things. And that's the cool thing is you can play general manager. Yep. You have a and actually there are people that actually make a living on that now would i suggest that probably not but you know what steve think about this you go to a movie today you spend 15 bucks to see the movie another 15 bucks on popcorn and a soda it's 30 bucks like you said you can go in for a buck five bucks ten bucks Mm -hmm. and it becomes your entertainment for the evening well and i've seen guys win over a million dollars and they have fan duels and and draft kings and and they have finalists in las vegas and they win they literally are sitting there on edge playing for millions of dollars as far as that's concerned on one weekend's worth of football on Sunday afternoons. Can you imagine? Uh, how about if you had in the Super Bowl with uh, the Seattle going down to score and you just had Wilson and you needed Wilson oh. and he throws a pick, which is a minus number instead of a plus four or plus six. Oh, I mean, you sit I, there I, on edge. I'm shocked that the mob didn't have uh, Daryl Bavell <laughs> And, and and the uh, and the head coach whacked after that incredible oh, stupid God. call. But look at the look at the look at the leagues now, Dave. They're partnering with FanDuel. That's they're right. the official daily fantasy game of the NHL. 
uh, of, of Major League Baseball. Uh, everything, they're partnering with them. So the hypocrisy lives on, believe me. You got that right. Uh, Stephen, our final and concluding segment mm-hmm. of this uh, special edition of the Cigar Dave Show, I want to talk about how to wager on the horses, on the ponies, and a Preakness preview. It's coming up later this afternoon. You still have time to make your bets. We'll tell you how as the final concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Despot seal is on thy shore, Maryland, my Maryland. His touch is at thy temple door, Maryland, my Maryland. Avenge the patriotic gore. Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. And the pursuit to make a wager without government harassment. Final segment of this special edition of the Cigar Dave Show this hour, Wagering 101, looking at the horses, the ponies, and sports special guest Steve, the big dog, Dumig, host of the afternoon show on Sports Radio 620 WDAE in the Cigar City. And... uh, 
gaming and and uh, wagering expert, as well as a former owner of a very good horse uh, in partnership with some other folks by the name of Superfuse. And Steve, you guys bought that horse for thirty eight thousand dollars, and you won over six hundred thousand dollars with that great. I love the name Superfuse. Super great Fuse, horse, and uh, he was uh, out of light the fuse and uh, sprinter mostly, and. Uh, he was fantastic for the stables. It allowed us to buy five other ones. And uh, what was great is that every all six horses won uh, at least one race. So uh, Superfuse paid for himself and everybody else <laughs> a lot of times over. But it was remarkable. It's like having your, your kid go into the gate. I, right. mean, it's, it's, I can't describe the feeling. Do you miss not having an ownership stake no. in the horses? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Boy, that was resounding. I got out. No. With my, I got out with a profit, and that's it. That's all I. That's all I want. Any, nothing. Uh, nothing. There else. you go. All right. Now the Preakness is later this afternoon at Pimlico Race uh, Course. They're going to hear Maryland, my Maryland. Then it's going to be uh, off to the starting gate. Eight horses. Now, what should somebody look for? Whether they're looking at the daily racing form or in many papers, they have a rudimentary list uh, and roster of the horses with times. What do you look for when you analyze a horse? Well, th- there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different things. But first of all, we know American Pharaoh won the Derby, so he doesn't have to. Imp- you know, they have to catch him in this next race. So there's no gap to close for American Pharaoh. There's a gap to close for everybody else that was chasing him. So uh, you start out by eliminating horses. That's the first thing you do. And then you look at the track. Does a horse have a, you know, it's hard to do in in a minute. But uh, you look at how, if they have a win over the track, that's important. Uh, There's uh, buyer speeds, which is important. Are they an early runner or a late runner? And you picture the pace of the race. The pace, as Chris Thomas used to say, and you can re- you remember this, pace makes the race. You just have to right. envision in your mind how the race is going to unfold. You can't you can't analyze bad trips. You know if the if the horse stumbles or gets bumped, you don't you do, you can't figure that. But pace makes the race. Who's early? Who's a stalker? Who's the late comer? And if that and if the that will is a- play out. The Preakness is a tad bit longer than the Kentucky Derby. No, correct? just one sixteenth shorter. Just it's, 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 oh, one sixteenth yeah, shorter. Okay. Shorter. So it's about the same. It's the Belmont that's that's much longer. Mile so there's eight half, horses. Yeah. Now, now American Pharaoh, which won last or two weeks ago at the Kentucky Derby, is going off at four to five, meaning the odds <laughs> are not great. If you lay down four, or was it if you lay down five, five you get four, four back. Backs. It's a bad bet. I mean, it's a bad for, bet. The first thing you do in horse racing, in my opinion, you try to beat the favorite. Okay, you always look in the handicap a race to beat the favorite. It's not it's not profitable to bet on the favorite every time because it's not going to pay you. It's not going to pay you back. You need to, you know, you need the seven to one to eight ones, uh, that type of thing. So uh, there's there's no profit. There's no good thing. You have to go to the exotics if you want to bet this race. As okay, far as so I'm let's concerned. talk about how to bet. Now, now let's the rudimentaries. There's win, mm-hmm. meaning you bet it that it's going to come in first. Place, it's going to come in first or second, and show first, second, or third. Those are your basic bets. Right. Yeah, and, and I usually would... a show is not a not a great bet. Well, no, but it it is if you look at a, a, a big favorite 
and they don't hit the board, your show ticket will pay you big sometimes. So because there's not a lot of people betting it to show, they're betting it win place or mostly win. So you know, win place. I always I always use a, a, this number. If it's five to one or less, you only bet it to win if you want to bet the favorite. If it's five to six to one or more, you always bet it to win and place because you'll get your money back if it finishes second. Okay, now I'm going with Mr. Z. My last name, as you know, is mm-hmm. Zeplowitz, so I have a just I gotta go with Mr. Z. It's going off. These are the early odds, and they're gonna change before post time here because we're still about right. five hours away. But twenty to one it's going off at as of now. Uh he's my long. So that would be a winner place? That would be no, yeah. You would want <clears throat> excuse me. You would want to bet win in place. I'm not a show better at all. I just bet win in place if I'm gonna pick a favorite or a horse to bet. The show, like you said, is not always profitable but if you if you play win in place you will win if, if that horse wins which he's my long shot for this race uh, if if there's a, a horse that has a long shot chance it's him uh because you got D, uh, you want D Wayne Lucas has got the guy and this yep, what's interesting is Dr Z or uh, Mr Z was owned by the Zayat stables up until a week ago and the, well, Lucas they did not want to run Doctors or Mr. Z in this race. So Lucas had it sold so he could so he could run this horse in a race. So this this horse has changed ownerships this past week. Wow. Just in the week. That's going to be an interesting storyline. All right. Now, let's talk about the exotics. You've got the exacta, the perfecta, the trifecta. What are those? Well, exactly. You have to pick the one two finish uh, the one two in, in, in that order. Uh, the trifecta is finishing one, two, three in that order. And uh, you can box them. You can, you can. Uh, now, when you say box them, that means you can do it so that they can come in any order as long as they all three show up somewhere one, two, three. They have three. to hit the board. But, yeah, as, as long as those three horses finish in any top three board hits, then you, you collect the money and you hope that the, that the favorite doesn't win. And so you can get a better better payoff but the exact is the one two is you know the first and second you box those most of the time or you play a reverse which is say you want american pharaoh and doctor and mr z you play american pharaoh on top with an exacta and then you reverse it for half the money on mr z over american pharaoh so you're betting that he beats him and pharaoh finishes second so it's a one two finish is what you're looking for all right so mr z if it were me, I would do a an exacta box, American Pharaoh and Mr. Z, and then I would do to place Mr. Z at twenty to one. That's uh, yeah, or and win if you think he's going to win right, and win. Went, went right. in place at, at that price, yes. But if you think Mr. Z's going to win, you might as well put him right on the top, <laughs> right over. So there you, you go. Bet I the made three one. <laughs> and there's plenty of legal ways, online yes. sites that you can go wager. Just do an online search and you will find it. Twin Spires Steve, is the big, the big one. What is it? Twin Spires. Twin Spires. All right, twinspires.com. Perfect. Steve, the big dog, Dubig, wagering expert and uh, handicapper and uh, noted gaming authority. I appreciate you joining us today on the Cigar Dave Show for this hour. It was great. My pleasure. Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Go Mr. Z to win in the Preakness. Go Bolts, whack the Rangers.